Remember how easy it was to learn your ABCs? Thank the Mickey Mutineers. They invented them. There are thousands of Disney podcasts on the internet, and this is one of them. I'm Jake. I'm Josh. I'm Jordan. And you're listening to... Yeah, Mickey Mutineers! Tonight, Jordan is on the phone with Ryan. <laughs> no, no, hold on. You think I'm joking. I'm not. If you're tuning in live, you can see it. All right, Ryan, you're live on speakerphone. All right, look, first off, one finger, all right? So there's that. I, there's a joke I'm there, too. Good. I'm only on one finger, officially. <laughs> Two, there's a joke I don't there. know what the fuck's happening. God, you're just rolling with the jokes. <laughs> all right, well, Ryan, uh, you're going to keep us posted, sir, on uh, on your, your te- technical difficulties? No, what Ryan should do is just do this via his technical, phone. Mental, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Sure, we'll figure this out. <laughs> Welcome to the Mickey Mutineers podcast. Right, now you <laughs> what? Hold on, I haven't introduced Morgan yet. Hold right. on, hold on. What? God. I don't know anyway. why you say talking to him, he can't hear you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even near him. <laughs> translate for me. Um, Be like, my with, angry what, Ryan when she's on the phone. Hold on, I'm signing right now. Okay. Ryan, he said something, uh, and the horse you rode in on is what he said. <laughs> is what he said. Uh, hey! <laughs> oh, <laughs> where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <sighs> anyway, after all of these shenanigans, guys, we're here to tell you we're actually going to do a serious episode tonight. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Uh, we started off so strong, too. <laughs> it, we, we Jordan has planned for us a very, very good roundtable discussion. But first, Morgan, a.k.a. Tiki Goon, is here. Morgan, it has been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. I'm usually on that side or I wherever know. the chat is. But also, you are over there. I, I, I can see your comments. I know. I'm there, too. <laughs> you're, you're still there. Yeah. And I know that guy. Here. And Ryan, it has been a week. I think he's still mad about the pack mules. <laughs> That's what this is all about. We, hey, no, listen, fuck you. Time's going to tell on those pack mules. They're gone. <laughs> They're dead. They killed them all. Euthanized. Well, fuck. This really <laughs> took a really dark turn. That's where turkey legs come from, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and 50 and like, pack mules. <laughs> And the uh, and the burgers at Westward Ho. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Westward Ho is also gone, but I actually I don't even know if that was in Disneyland. Guys, this is a Disney podcast, and we we have technical. <laughs> that sounded like a really weird edit point, didn't it? Like people are going to listen back to this and be like, "What? What did they just cut out? It was nothing. I cut out nothing." <laughs> <laughs> I just can't focus on one thing. Also, you'll notice Josh isn't here tonight. And somehow we're just as chaotic. I don't know. <laughs> it's because you brought me in. 
I, I thought the energy would be different. It is not. So, Josh, I know you're listening to this, at least in the future. And how is the future, by the way? Text me and let me know. Mm. Uh, before we get clear off the rails or onto the rails and then off the rails again, Morgan, we're going to get your plugs in right now, right at the top of the show, because you're actually doing something really important. Yes, yes. Uh, I am raising money for Make-A-Wish. Yes! Yeah, and uh, goal is fifteen hundred. We're halfway there so far. I got about two uh, two weeks left until uh, I'm gonna rappel off of a 20 to- 22 story building. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Wait, is it your wish? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm working with a group that you know w- with the fundraising stuff like that that uh, I get to rappel off of a hotel in Buckhead, Atlanta. Okay, so I think I'm here because Morgan's going to do Ghost Recon for Mission Impossible. Is that what I hear? Where are you? (laughs) Are you in the bathroom? That's what it looks like. Why would I have a cart of alcoholic beverages in my bathroom? First of all, have you seen my bathroom? Hold on. Yeah, that's one. Two. One. Yes, I am. Wouldn't you? (laughs) You are? I like that. I was this- say, I've, I've been to Ryan's house, and for a second, I thought it was his bathroom too, because that's also the color of his bathroom, <laughs> the color of the walls mm-hmm. of his bathroom downstairs. I was like, "Wait a minute!" Uh, and- Just yeah, saying. Uh, I don't acoustically, know how spacious you think sa- my bathroom is, but like this doesn't—that's not a thing, Ryan. I've also, also seen you. You're a large. You're a tall, very manly man. Oh, you so, know what? This doesn't look like. This looks like here. That I looks like uh, not a good example. Yeah. That's perfume. My bad. <laughs> All right, now I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a lot like the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why I came in. I was like, Make a Wish. I should bust out the tequila. Right? Yeah, tequila. <laughs> so, Morgan, how can people help? How, let's um, get people to your cause before Ryan takes us way too far. Uh, the best way to do it is I will put a link in my Twitter and my Instagram uh, bios. Just go to Tiki Goon at any social media. That's me, uh, T-E-E-K-I-G-O-O-N. And then just click the link and uh, donate to your heart's content. Hell yes. And watch him on Twitch. I, I do that enjoy too. your stream. Oh, yeah. I do that also. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like where most of your stuff is? Yeah. Probably should have led with that. Eh, yeah. Kids are more important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Lou87 here in the comments saying, good evening, one gentlemen. My, it's one of my Twitch people. Hell oh, yes. Hello, hello, Mr. Lou87. Welcome to the show. Wait a minute. Hold on. How <laughs> do you know that person, Morgan? Uh, <laughs> I met him at Disney World. Was Lou his first name? Yeah. Oh yeah, you met him. You and Jordan both met him at oh my God, uh, Atlanta Comic Con. It's fucking Lou Bega. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Still waiting for that follow up. I'm waiting for that number six. Waiting for that number six. I do think that like I want on my gravestone that joke. Like I want my tombstone to like read the like transcript of that joke that we made. Cause I think that's probably the best thing to society we will ever contribute. Jordan Lou, Lou bagel. 
Lou, Lou Bagel, yeah, with the yeah. comma number five. Yeah, where they yeah. would just put five bagels in the bag, but they would count it out One, like a song. Two, two, three, four, five. Three, four, five. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that was the dumbest fucking joke. We it's came so up stupid. With. It wasn't even on this podcast. It was on our other podcast, and somehow it jumped to this one. And well, first of all, the and, other podcast died. It, it did uh, a horrible death. Uh, got put out of his misery, uh, like old Yeller. Um, it was taken out back. Yeah, it was given to the old one too. Um, Jeez. And then, and then Ryan, if correct me if I'm wrong, uh, didn't didn't it jump to our third podcast? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, and we figured that it should Nick four now with Mickey Mutineers. So uh, yeah, Jake. I do want to point – first of all, I want to point out two things. Mr. Lou says that they did do a follow-up, so I'm going to need a full report on this follow-up to Mambo number five. Secondly, this joke has transcended podcasts. It will be making a, an appearance in an episode of What the Heck is Jake Talking About? Five. Five. <laughs> this is this is the greatest joke that no one's going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> One day they'll hear it. <laughs> It's never been told in this hold entirety. On, hold on, let me let me rephrase that. This is the greatest joke that the four of us are going to hear. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure. Isn't your niece on it, Jake? That's that's five. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to get it. Um, <laughs> she was there. Jordan was the one that said it. It's been recorded. So <laughs> it was recorded oh. over a year ago. Oh yeah, I definitely don't remember that. <laughs> Hey, serious podcast? What? <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're, we're, guys, we're 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 here to talk um, stuff <clears throat> and things. Uh, should we talk some Disney? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess. Let's talk some Disney. Dude, I just interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> like I click the button, I hear, "Let me ask," and then gone. <laughs> no, I said, "Play that intro, Jake." Oh, <laughs> I thought I got it in before the buzzer. We'll, we'll see in the in post. We'll find out. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty sure Morgan said, "Let me ask," and then it was. Nah, I said, "Might as well." Oh, Ryan, was it you? I, it's I recorded. Was... I'll go back and I'll do it. I didn't say anything. Mm. <laughs> Roll the tape back. <laughs> Hold on, Giuseppe. <laughs> Giuseppe, roll back. Push pause. This is more important. Mr. Lou says that it's called I Got a Girl. That's not Mambo number six at all. No. I, I bet it doesn't even Mambo. But we're, You we're, know what? That's actually a really funny idea. If I was Lou Bega, I would just say every song was a follow-up. So then everyone has to listen, and they're like, this isn't nom- combo number six. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this one is. Or, or, or. Just call it combo number six. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it does start that way? Darn, I was about to say, is it a prequel? <laughs> ah and at but the end no, he's like apparently. i have one but like look at all these other women and then that leads to mambo yeah okay mm. yeah i mean we've never heard n- mambo's number one through four mm-hmm. what was that he says did you guys see did you guys see that tweet that somebody sent out about mambo number five uh hold on let me find it <laughs> so they still call tweets i i think they're called yes zeets yeah. Zeets. I, I think I had Zeets once. You have to get a <laughs> you have to get a cream and rub it on your balls. It gets rid of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You have to yeet the zeets. <laughs> yeet the zeets. That's what it said on the, on the bottom. I, I hate yeah. all of that. <laughs> so did I. Itched and burned. Oh, no, I was fine until Ryan's comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Eat the zeet. Uh-huh. You're a teacher. You don't eat means. You hear that all day. I know. That's why I didn't like it coming out of your mouth. <laughs> the good news is yeet the zeets old, is now the title of this episode. You know what? I I'm, I I want like a dollar. Like, give me one dollar because I do think that three of the episodes have been named after something I said. So, so I need some proprietary. Like, I need some shit out of this. Hold on. If I gave you one dollar, Ryan, you would instantly become the highest paid member of this program. Isn't that a great idea, though? It's why like, he don't didn't you want a percentage? Right. Don't you want it to not be like you or Jordan or Josh? Like it should be someone who's like not even really here. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to give you the dollar. Uh-huh. But Morgan gets merchandising rights. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> well, Jawa, Jawa's on. J- oh, wait, no, Jawa. shit, no. Wait, we actually have yeah. merchandise. <laughs> no, you said it. It's on here. Morgan <laughs> gets it. <laughs> oh, I, get, is- I get kickbacks on the merchandise I buy. <laughs> Yeah, you get the merchandise. <laughs> oh, here's the here's the tweet. It said uh Mambo's number one through four were tragically lost in the destruction of the Great Library of Alexandria. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you write that tweet? No, no, the Venn I diagram didn't. of Jordan. Right, like listen, I very rarely Mom's do you ever read Earth. a tweet. Do I read a tweet and get fucking angry that I didn't write that one? That's one of the ones that I got really angry. <laughs> I mean, same. I'm angry that you didn't write it either. So, Jordan, I'm going to need you to step it up. Again, another example, Jordan, would have been really funny if that was your tweet. Where you're like, oh, yeah, I guess it was. And you're just on here reading your own tweets. <laughs> oh yeah look at that that was me <laughs> oh it was oh, me that was me 2021 2021 me was so clever <laughs> you know hold on along those lines i get the stupid facebook memories from from like 13 years ago me i was really funny i don't know what happened <laughs> what happened yeah I don't, I don't know i think i Crippling depression. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I just, just gesture broadly for the last three and a half years. <laughs> yeah, just like what happened? They really just beat it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect segue into this topic that yeah. Jordan has prepared for us <clears throat> via the magic of PowerPoint. Just kidding. That's oh, just right. Via right the magic there. of interpretive dance. I'm blowing my PowerPoint. Hold on. <laughs> I'm here oh my you. god it was in the fire of Alexandria. I'm sorry guys it got bad <laughs> <laughs> shit uh, well I wouldn't have sandwiched in between Mambo's number two and three dumbass <laughs> well look <laughs> how else am I going to remember where to find it there was no Dewey Decimal System yet <laughs> Right. It was just the Mambo system. That's all we had. <laughs> mambo, 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 Mambo. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, now let's move into a super serious subject. Oh my God. All right. Because <clears throat> we're trying really hard, okay? <laughs> mm, well, let's put air quotes around that phrase. 
were really Jordan hard. Did okay? tell me he was like, "This is a serious podcast." I was like, <laughs> "You want me on it?" And then he invited me. <laughs> yeah, I read, I read. I read that text out to everyone whenever we were waiting for your computer to reboot, and he's like, "A serious topic on the mutineers." Yeah, sounds bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, Jordan? Anyways, yeah. Sorry. Talking. Go ahead. What? <laughs> what the topic? What's the topic? Oh, <clears throat> you so I thought we idea. could talk. I thought we, yeah, I had this this, this idea uh, while I was I was driving to work and I was listening to uh, another Disney podcast and this wasn't one of the what? How dare you? No, just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't their topic that they were talking about, but they did mention something that kind of sent me down a, a train of thought of just. Uh, how, how things have changed in the park. So the 2020, the unthinkable happens. We have a global pandemic. And in March, March 13th, March 13th or 15th? Uh, March 13th uh, was a Friday. It was March 13th was a Friday. March 15th was uh, following Sunday. And that was the last day of Disney World's operation until about June and or July. And then July... 2020 Walt Disney World had a tiered opening. So they opened Disney Springs first and then uh, the other tiers came. I can't remember exactly what order in which everything started to open, but uh, with the reopening from uh, or during the pandemic, not after the pandemic, but during the pandemic, uh, a lot of things changed. They had to regulate uh, how many people were into the park. They had to regulate how far away they stood they had to uh, regulate a, a bunch of other things, and and things certain things exist in the park now that are a holdover from the pandemic era that uh, have just kind of been hanging around. And some would say that these things have overstayed their welcome. Some people welcome these changes. Uh, I thought that we could just talk about some of the things that happened during the pandemic and things that stuck around for the parks or that happened with the parks post-pandemic and how it, or is it a good change is it a bad change and not not necessarily but i guess but more importantly uh how does it affect how the the four of us tour the parks now uh because i can tell you that the, la the last couple of visits that i've had since it opened up post-pandemic uh have been vastly different visits from pre-pandemic era disney world does that make sense yeah. Yes. All right. So I'll go through a list of some things that have changed or what happened during the pandemic. Uh, so I mentioned that the park closed and it reopened, right? So when we got that tiered reopening. Uh, we were practicing social distancing. We had to stay six feet apart from one another. But <clears throat> because the park was, it was, there was a lot of uncertainty in those early days of the park reopening, the Disney company laid off tens of thousands of cast members as a result. So that's both coasts, right? I think it was something like, wasn't it like 28,000 uh, cast members or something? Yeah. Um, the college program was suspended. So everybody got sent home. That was, uh, was on the college program. Uh, they immediately shut down the cultural representative program. So a lot of the people who come, internationally that work in uh, the, the world showcase were essentially told to pack their stuff and they had to catch the uh, earliest flight back to, you know, uh, their home. So uh, 
that that since has been uh, rolled back. I think they started to bring the cultural program back like what September of last year, October of last year. Uh, if I'm yeah, roughly remember yeah. <clears throat> yeah, broad vague gestures and everything. Just I, I don't know, man. It right. <laughs> so happens. as we so when everything closed uh, and the tier reopening happened, we lost a lot of cast members, and because we lost a lot of cast members. Not everything was ready to be reopened whenever the parks did start to reopen. Uh, I, I remember whenever we went in December of 21, there was still a, a slew of stores that hadn't reopened. Like the, the, the Muppets gift shop, or the, the, it used to be the Muppet gift shop. It's yeah. the, the gift shop that's right next to Muppet 3D. Yeah, that whole Christmas cool. store. Yeah. Um, the the Christmas shop that's back in that corner. Um, a lot of the different stores within uh, World Showcase, specifically the, the second half of the China Pavilion, was still closed. I think it's since reopened, but it's, <clears throat> it's open. Um, so all of that to say, we we had a lot of stores that are still not open, and whether whether or not they're going to reopen remains to be seen. Um, we also lost a lot of amenities at that uh, point as well. Like the the trams just came back, like what six months ago. Mm-hmm. But not like all that. parts. Not, oh. Right, correct. So uh, you know, amenities that we lost, such uh, you know the like I said, the trams. I'm trying to think of something else. Like I know I had a uh, dining plan. Dining plan. Okay, yeah. Then which they just re- uh, mm-hmm. announced they that announced. it is coming, coming back. back. Uh, we lost the Tables of Wonderland deal. Yep. That's gone forever. Um, so is it, so there's no plans to bring Tables of Wonderland back? Not that I know of, but... Yeah, okay. Nothing's been announced, and if it has... Right. <clears throat> so on top of all of this, uh, whenever uh, D23 in 2019 happened, um, we, we learned about Genie Plus. So Genie Plus which was going to replace the fast path, the old fast pass plus system uh, was going to be rolled out anyway. And the pandemic was kind of a way for them to kind of hurry up and get it out. I, I you know, I, I feel, I don't, I don't know if anyone else is in agreement, um, but when the parks reopened uh, the thing, there were a handful of things that came with that. So we now had to deal with park reservations uh, I think personally, personally now, I, I think that they're kind of moot at this point. If we're if we're back to pre-pandemic numbers at Disney World, mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't see the need to uh, to have park reservation system. So, what is everybody's thoughts on the park reservation system uh, in general? Uh, I, I guess I'm a weird uh, since I'm an annual pass holder. So that's a little, uh-huh. it's a little bit different. Um, I mean, for me, like I've never had an issue getting the reservation anywhere I want to go at the last. So it's kind of a moot point. Like you said, like if I'm not having trouble getting reservations at this point, the only reason to keep them is to keep people from hop, not hopping until two. But then, is it two like, o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. Oh whoa. But then I don't understand yeah. what you. But still, like you don't need a park reservation to keep people from doing that 
anyways. Right. <laughs> so I that's about it for me. It's like it's, it's right, but but this latest trip I had no issues. The trip before that I had no issues. So I think it's just more of a it might be more of a day ticket issue, maybe. I also I'm wonder if sure. it's if it ties into what Jordan just said of like uh an employee number thing, like right. Hey, we have this many people come to the park this day. We need to shuffle some people over to this or something. I don't know. I actually don't know that. I just that just popped in my head. I mean, that's so, what it was originally <clears throat> used for. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. when the, when the low numbers of cast members, they had to make sure like they didn't didn't overrun the Magic Kingdom, so they would that those reservations would block out to force people to have to go to other parks. Oh. Hey, mm-hmm. look at that. I accidentally found something out. So the you mentioned a couple things, and these can all bleed together. Um, so the park reservation system, and now we can't uh, – and whenever the parks reopened, uh, park hopping wasn't a thing. Like you, you had to – you chose that park, and then that was the park that you went to, and then the next day you wanted to go to a different park, you went to a different park. Yep. So they said sus- temporarily suspended all of uh, park hopping. They they brought it back and is now you can't park hop until after 2 p.m. And whenever they brought it back, we were starting to I think we were in the, the very early stages of starting to walk back on some of the COVID precautions. Uh, I do know that masks were still mandatory in the park when this was uh, started started to come back. So prior to that, we could park hop anytime during yeah. the, during the day like you could rope drop animal kingdom at 8 a.m and then be at epcot at 9 30 if you wanted to so how has has that changed uh, any way that you guys have uh toward the parks or does that or do you have to take that uh 2 p.m time slot into consideration now whenever you go about your 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 uh, I guess just how, how you go about your, your day at the parks. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that if two o'clock is a pretty good enough time to where I think if I'm going to any park before that, I'm probably going to spend enough time to warrant leaving at 2 p.m. at least. So it, it hasn't been a problem recently. I think that it has drastically changed how I do things because it's no longer a like, oh, you know what? There's like a five minute wait for this thing over Animal Kingdom. Let's go over there now it's a lot less uh, reactive and it's a lot more planning, which truthfully kind of favors more to like me as a person. I'm a lot more of like a planning individual, especially now Taylor and I are just like, we want everything down to a T. So it's really helpful in that case, but like, I'm really surprised it's still in effect. Like to Morgan's point, outside of just saying you have it in there just to have it, I don't understand what it's doing uh, currently. Back in like 2020 and 2021, by all means, yeah, totally worth it to like control how many people are in each park. But now if you have like Tron light cycle opening, you have all these big rides opening and people are going and you're not like running out of uh, availability. What's the point? Right. But to that point, um, this last trip, you know, being down there, like you have Tron and you have uh, Guardians, both virtual queue. Mm -hmm. So now... With the reservation system, you have to pick which ride you want to do mm-hmm. because there's no way you can get both virtual times in the same day. True. Because what is it, 12, 11? It's 1 o'clock. 
one o'clock. You have to be in the park. So like that morning, you're like, okay, do we want to, or the day before or whatever, it's like, do we want to ride Tron tomorrow? Try to get Tron tomorrow? Or do you want to try to get Guardians tomorrow? So hold up a second. So you have to be in the park for the 1 p.m. virtual queue. 1 p.m. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. Just making sure I, I, I didn't mishear that because I was about to say, I've, I made a virtual queue at my, in my resort room <laughs> at, at 7 a.m. So I just wanted to. Yeah. For the, for the 7 a.m. ones, you could be at your resort. But that's the thing, though. With the reservation, you got to pick pretty much which attraction you're going to try for. And if you don't get it, that's then it. that goes on to a different point that you're going to make later. But. Mm. You have one shot. Are they still. Hold on. Are they still doing the virtual uh, queues? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I was in Disneyland last month, and they've just done away with that. Like the only virtual queue, probably they had as they should. Like, yeah, I the only know. virtual queue they had was for uh, the the shows, like the World of Color show. Do they, they are they they st- they got rid of the virtual queue for web slingers? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. And yeah, even uh, Runway Railway didn't have one. Huh. Wow. So <clears throat> to my knowledge, the only two virtual queues at Disney World right now are uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Tron. Because I yeah. think they dropped they did drop they dropped Rise. Rise of the Yeah. So now now you have to wait in that two hour line, which is not fun. Or, <laughs> or unless mm. you go during the fireworks at Disneyland and run there and it's a twenty minute wait. Mm. Or you buy a lightning line. There you go. Yeah, I think Morgan was setting you up. <laughs> I've I've done that. And when we're we we'll talk about lightning I did it my, here. I did uh, it my last trip. I mean I always yeah. I spent way more than I'm willing to admit on lightning lanes my last trip. <laughs> Mainly because we just wanted to get in what we wanted to do. And it, it sucks because I think on top of buying Genie Plus, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, per day, I also stacked lightning lanes on top of that granted lightning lanes that we wanted weren't too expensive and i think the most i spent on a lightning lane was uh i think we spent 17 for guardians so 17 um let me think i was there i was there like last week um i spent i think 18 each for guardians Mm -hmm. and then i think rise i think was 22 Rise was 22. I think I only yeah, paid 15 for high. Rise. It was high. That must be a surge. Yeah. 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 Surge hours. They'll get you every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I was also there with the tier Genie Plus pricing too. So we'll we'll get into the Genie Plus in yeah. a minute. But you mentioned annual passes a minute ago. So let's touch on that. Yes. So, so whenever the parks shut down, they also ceased any – any purchasing of annual passes and for the longest time people are like when are these passes coming back when are these passes coming back and then here comes disney going they're going to come back and they're going to come back better and then they were released for like two hours and then like everybody got like everybody not everybody got one like only a select few people who were on the website at a certain time got one it's like we're open for like a minute they're like ah and then they sold out so (laughs) so there's only three of them, though. Right, uh, and and I I haven't I probably should have like looked into uh, the pricing of pre and post pandemic, but Morgan, you can probably fill us in on uh, some of the pr- the pricing tiers since you said you you repurchased an annual pass. 
Uh, I'm cheap and bought the the little one, but I can only go no, on that's, weekdays. That, that's fair. <laughs> I'm also so, cheap. <laughs> as a, and as a teacher, that means I can only go during the summer. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Which is why I do a trip in June and a trip in July, and then I basically don't go again until the next June. But nah, those two uh, trips. What name Disney whole. character is your tier based off of? I think it's Pixie. I think it's Tinkerbell, Pixie. Are you looking them up right now? Are you looking them up, Ryan? No, I just remember that there's one that's like called Incredible Pass or something for the Incredible Pass. Incredible. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Great pun. I hate Wasn't that. there like a pirate key? Something. Let's see. Annual pass Hold options. On. We have the Incredible Pass. No, I don't need to upgrade my annual pass. Do it. I dare you. Sure. Come on, right here on the show. <laughs> if you do it, it's tax deductible for me. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works at all. <laughs> no, you no, bought it, it on the show. Okay, so you have the the Disney Pixie Dust Pass. Is that three ninety nine? And that's Florida residents only. Okay, so that's not the one you have either. That is the one I have. Oh, but wait a minute. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> Morgan, I Hold don't on. want to get you in trouble, but notice that my name here is Bob Riger. So if, I mean, if I hear you saying hey, anything, you know, just saying, open a bank account in Florida. Okay. <laughs> is that all it takes? I Hold feel on, like yeah. this Hold on. Proof I feel residence. like I feel like this is some fucking offshore bank account <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but for this Disney, is my but for Disney, Disney dollars. <laughs> Then you have a Disney Pirate Pass, which is also Florida resident. But then if you go to out, then you, oh God, we have a Disney Vacation Club Pass now? The Disney, Disney Sorcerer Pirate Pass. Pass, which is $749. Disney Sorcerer Pass, oh. which is $969. Or $69 a month. Um, nice. And then you have the Incredit Pass, which is for anyone who's not a Florida resident. Oh, that's me. And you. Well. And that's $1,400 <laughs> a year. Now, does that get you into everything ever? Everything. I think there's something ever. Everything ever. Everything until you're the next year. Oh yeah, I mean within that within that year, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go that. No blockout dates. Yeah. Magic Kingdom, Mm -hmm. Sea World, (laughs) Universal, (laughs) Margaritaville. Wait a minute. (laughs) I said everything. And I Is mean Jake it. Having a stroke? <laughs> Hold on. No, for fourteen hundred dollars a year. I mean, it's a hundred bucks a month. Okay, you know what? Yeah, that's hundred eight dollars a month. Yeah, I was about to say. Lou Vegas says uh, in twenty sixteen his AP was for an out of state person was six fifty. So it's yeah, only got up. Prices. Two hundred fifty. So that's pre COVID. Yeah, that's uh, that's about what we paid for our annual passes for. Uh, we bought ours in December of twenty sixteen, and Chelsea, I wasn't expecting us uh, or her to buy uh, annual passes for us, but we were getting married the next year on the cruise, and we were going to honeymoon in Disney World as well. So when we were there, she's like, "Let's just pay the difference and up and upgrade all our tickets to an annual pass." So she went. I think it was like six hundred dollars to upgrade, like the the price difference between our tickets and and what it would have cost us for. And at that point, it was just the annual pass. There was nothing. There was like a Florida residence one, and there was just the annual pass. So mm-hmm. we didn't have any kind of restrictions on anything. 
Um, do you think, uh, how, so Morgan, let me ask you this. How, how does having a very restrictive annual pass, you, you probably answered this a little bit ago whenever you said you can only go during certain, certain times, but how does having a restricted annual pass, uh, affect how you tour the parks? Um, I, pr- I pretty much, I go all day if I can. Pretty, I will go park open, park close. Like you're getting your money's worth. Yeah, I'm trying to get my money's worth because I can't go on weekends and I can't go on holidays. So like all Thanksgiving or spring break or Christmas, like all that's blocked out along with the weekends. And of course, so I literally can only those go. Those are all those holidays that you get off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I can go Monday through Friday. So then as a teacher, I only have off June and July. So that's when I go to Disney World during the last scene of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Jesus, how do you do but, it? <laughs> well, I mean, being a Florida resident, it's just a drive down the road for you, right? Eight hours. <laughs> Long drive down that road. <laughs> just to drive down the road. Yeah. 75. Just a hop and a skip. Between two states. There's a turnpike involved. Yeah. You know, a small town here and there. All right, so <clears throat> let's move on to uh, the next uh, the next one. So let's let's talk about Fast Pass Plus. All right, so uh, I know that back when Fast Pass Plus was a thing, um, which was built into your My Disney uh, experience, and it was something you got for free with your park tickets. It was complimentary with your park tickets, and you were able to select up to three Fast Passes uh, per for, to begin your day with. And then once you use all three, you can keep making one additional one as long as they were available. Um, I know a lot of people had an issue with Fast Pass Plus. Personally, I never had. I, I preferred it to the old paper Fast Pass system. Um, I I've never not been able to get a Fast Pass whenever I was on Fast Pass Plus. I've never. Uh, it's never ruined my queue experience or I've never waited in a long fast pass queue. Um, can anybody speak to any of those experiences before we move on to what it turned into? Uh, no, I never had. So I used the fast pass plus once, I think mm-hmm. when, when it was that system. And then the next time after that, I went to Disney world was mid pandemic where there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't, I haven't done Genie Plus in Disney World, but I did it in Disneyland. So as we move on, that's going to kind of be my my reference, my frame of reference. But okay. to answer your question, though, back then, no, I. it was easy to understand. And I remember when I booked that particular trip, they really drilled it into you how to use it. Like, just booking the trip, they're like, hey, here's everything you need to know. Here's everything you need to know again. Oh, by the way, here's the app with everything you need to know. We're going to email you this about everything you need to know and how people missed all of that. Well, I'll never understand. Did you guys ever experience that? I never experienced it, but I understand it. Uh, yeah. yeah like, I don't have a lot of faith in humanity. So that's <laughs> Disney and they're not wrong, but right. so, but, I mean, I, I think that we're in a interesting position because when any four of us, I assume, go to the Disney parks, we are a bit seasoned, right? With like knowing what to expect, knowing, okay, this is probably going to have a long wait. Let me do this. So right. I think the way that we would do the Fast Pass Plus was completely beneficial 
Like, right, we know, hey, these are the top three, top five, whatever that I definitely want to do. So let me get three of the five of those and then we'll kind of, you know, work our way down from there. I think people who don't know that and people who aren't going to the parks as religiously as four of us do, then I think that it's a little bit more of a toss up for them and it's just a little more chaotic. (laughs) But from my experience, no, I actually really like the fast class, fast pass plus uh god that sucks to say a lot more than the previous ones can you just imagine that person that's like ah should i use it on rise of the resistance or alien swirling saucers they both sound so fun yeah i'm i'm really between the slinky dog dash or (laughs) or the people mover i'm not sure which one i could use (laughs) whoa do you need a fast pass for the people mover you know what you don't need a fast pass for? The pack mules. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but you do need a C ticket. <laughs> but I, but to oh, Bob Ryder said point. that people moving. People moving never had a fast pass no, option. They didn't need one because, I mean, that was the little. It's an omni mover. <laughs> that was the point of the people mover. It was efficient. I, mean, I guess. I yeah. guess haunted mansion is an omni mover too, and they have and fast spaceship pass. Earth, and aerial so. undersea adventure. Is it? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but, but also to Ryan's point about how us four seasoned, you know, approach it differently too. But like, it, it, it's true. Like. We'll sit there and we can get those fast pass pluses. And then we also have the benefit of knowing where we are in each park. So we're like, oh, cool. Teacups is a five minute wait. That's around the corner. And you can just kind of go. Then you literally you hit the pass. You're in line. You book poo, which is another 10 minute wait. By the time you get off teacups, you can get on poo. Ding it again. And then you just move throughout the park where a lot of people, if they don't know the parks like we do, are going you know, Fantasyland over to Adventureland, back to Tomorrowland, up to Fantasyland, and things like that. Yeah, and and I, I think there's there there's uh, credit to what you're saying, and you know, but at some point though, we weren't seasoned veterans, right? We, at some point, we were still our first trip. We we're like, I have no idea what's going on, and then maybe on our second trip, oh, I have a little bit better of an idea. So like, by the time you get your third or fourth trip in, uh, <clears throat> damn it, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then yeah, we like everything with experience. Right. So, uh, but I guess the reason I ask, uh, about fast pass is because now we have genie plus. So genie was added to the My Disney experience, which was an effort, not necessarily for people like us who have been multiple times, but mainly for families who are probably going for the first or second time that are still trying to figure out how they're going to tour around the park just because there's so much stuff to do. It can be very overwhelming. So I, I understand that genie, uh, the genie app part portion of the app is to, Oh, well, I'm interested in a, B and C and then genie magically makes your day of, Oh, you should do this, this, and this, in this order. Right. Then you have the addition of genie plus, which was at, at one point in time, a, yes, it was a, it was a wet fart. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was fifteen. It was fifteen dollars a day per ticket, and you used to be able to add that on 
to your park ticket. So like whenever I would book my tickets, I could say, I want Genie Plus for these two tickets on days uh, A, B, C, and D. And then that would just get put on your final total. Um, then they went to a sliding scale of Genie Plus. So, that, so for peak days, the price was higher than days that had lower attendance, right? And whenever they, they brought in the sliding scale of the peak attendance, they went to an a la carte. So you had to buy it the day of. You couldn't add it to your ticket before. So just between Genie and Genie Plus, from coming from FastPass, uh, how has that changed how you book your fast passes or tour the parks because now the something i failed to mention is we used to get three complimentary now we only get one now that one recycles every time so well, you can it's use also it not complimentary <laughs> right exactly so it's not complimentary and where we got three we we get one and the idea is yes you can reset that or re rebook something each time but to my knowledge, because I've never tried it, is you could only book one ride one time. So if yes. I rode Haunted Mansion and then two yes. hours later I wanted to ride it again, I would have to wait in the queue. I couldn't go back and do another. Correct. So do you think so, that that has been helpful to park, uh, I guess, uh, wait times? And how has that affected you guys as you tour the park? Hmm. I'm probably going to get flack for this from uh, the Disney community, but I think it has helped with wait times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. I think it has helped with wait times because you don't have that constant stream of people in that fast pass line. Like we did with fast pass plus. If I wanted to ride teacups 15 times in a row using fast pass, I could, but now with this, you, you can, you can you do it once and then you're done. So, and on top of that, to the other point, it really, Genie Plus, it really makes, it's, it, first of all, it's a very bad UI of an app. It's awful. Mm. I hate it. Yeah, it's, it's not garbage. good. garbage. It's terrible. Um, because stuff that's labeled things, like, so when you open Genie Plus, you have, so you buy Genie Plus, right? For uh -huh. those of you, okay, for those of you who have not used it, you buy it. You open it up, and then you open it up, and to book your Genie Plus, there's two little columns you can click. Mm -hmm. One column says, My Genie Day. Mm -hmm. The other one says, Tip Board. Mm -hmm. Which one do you think you should click to book a Genie Plus? I can tell you which one it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, ha I have it pulled up right now in the Disneyland app. Yep, and the answer is Tip Board. Yeah. Not the Genie yep. one. The other one. <laughs> no, I, I. When I was in Disneyland last month, I don't even think I clicked the My Day app. No, I don't know what it does. Well, it's what kind of what Jordan was talking about. It's it's for those people who are unseasoned that don't know what they're doing, that kind of want to be led through the park. Oh. Um, okay, they that's they why don't. Right, they don't know. They don't know what they should do. This they don't even know what they should eat. They just go, "Oh, this is the kind of food I like." And then Jeannie's like, "Oh, you might like this place. Here's a reservation for two o'clock." Or think, or you might like this quick service. But at the same time, 
I know this is um, by the way, I also pulled up how much Genie Plus costs today. Uh multiple so parks twenty seven. Well actually we're we're actually gonna talk about that next. Because they've they've since but, uh, changed it again, and I didn't know about this until like two days ago. Yeah. So I don't know how um, or how long ago they changed it, but I just found out the week it. I was there. So oh, so so they literally there. just changed it. Yeah, just changed it. That was last oh, week. Shit. Yeah. Um shit. but no, it, it it's created the best way I can describe is that FastPass Plus was playing checkers. And Genie Plus is playing is playing chess with your Disney trip. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more thinking, a lot more work for the person in charge of doing the fast passes. Yeah. So I think this ties into the whole us being seasoned vets of this, but that's how it was when I was in Disneyland last month. So what what had happened, uh, we were with uh, my niece's husband was with us and it was his first time at Disneyland. But I'm a seasoned vet, so I just kind of took control of the whole thing. And I don't know how it is in Disney World, but at Disneyland, you either, when you book your first lightning lane, uh, you can't book another one until either two hours has passed, or if your other one is before the two hours, you check in for that ride. Yes. Same thing. Is, is that how it is in Disney World? Yeah. And so mm. we, like the first two hours of the park, and this was on 4th of July weekend, it was pretty packed. Which also confused me with all those news reports of, of it not being packed. I was like, I, I, I was there. There was a lot of people. In, in just like the first two hours, we did Space Mountain, Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> like we just moved through the entire west side of that, of that park, starting with Space Mountain, which is on the east side, but still. And that, that's exactly what I was doing was we'd hit the lightning lane, get in line, right after I check in, just open the app. I'm like, all right, let's see what's available next. And I just kept moving down that list. And we had hit all of those in the first two hours. And so right. as opposed to the old system where, like Jordan had said, you pick three a day. I I, I was able to really cheese this system to my advantage. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you also know the you're, you're seasoned. Yes. And like, for example, when I was there last, last week, I was like, oh, we went to studios on, I think we went on Monday. We didn't get the right Slinky Dog. So we we're going to go again. So I was like, okay, let's, that will be the 7 a.m. one I'll book is Slinky Dog. By the time I got into the system at 7 a.m., the first available Slinky Dog was at 4.30 in the afternoon. Yep. Whoa. Yep. So that happened, that if there, if there's a family, right. So there's a family that really wants to ride Slinky Dog, 4.30. And then those families get to the park and they either have to wait in lines or just don't show up. I mean, or wait the two hours to book another one. But by the time you wait that two hours to book another one, you may not get another Disney Genie Plus until three o'clock or five o'clock or six o'clock. And there's a chance mm-hmm. that those high profile rides are going to be gone. Right. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of what it comes down to in that situation is whether or not but, you know what you're But unless you're seasoned, right, you wouldn't know that. Exactly. You'd get there and think, oh, I guess this is normal. So, yeah. So that last week I was there. Yeah, I was I was buying Genie Plus every day. I was pretty much riding almost every ride in the park by the end of the day. There's a lot of families that are lucky if they get three rides in. Yeah. Right. So now, now we have this new pricing for Genie Plus. Now it's – each park is a different price and – 
that, again, on that sliding scale, if it's more of a peak day, it's a more expensive yes. price. And then, uh, you know, obviously, or maybe it's a, you know, I'm going I'm to say this in air quotes, a less desirable park of the day, then it might only be like 15 or 16 bucks. Um, so how, I mean, Morgan, you just said that you went ahead and bought Genie Plus uh, for each of your tickets for this past, yeah. this past day. With the money that you spend on Genie Plus, not not Genie Plus plus the Lightning Lanes, but just Genie Plus, do you find that that takes away from the other stuff that you could be doing into in the park that you could put that money towards? Like maybe uh, maybe your choice is I want this cool souvenir, or I want this cool T-shirt that's thirty dollars, but I would rather have Genie Plus to be able to make my lightning lane. It's, see, it's interesting Does, to me because it's in the, it's in my brain. It's the same kind of aspect of um, like I have the AMC movie stubs thing. Um, like my brain, I just walked into that park, not paying anything because I've already paid the annual pass price. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I didn't spend the $126 to get into the park. So not really. I mean, I'm still buying the same souvenirs, doing the same ish food. Um, but for the most part, it's usually just me or maybe one other person. Um, so, you know, like today, Magic Kingdom was $27 for Genie Plus. Um, so, but if I was a family of four who just bought $120 tickets each person and now having to spend an additional hundred and ten dollars yeah for fast passes i mean hundred and ten dollars for a family four that could be a lower tier sit down dinner at the plaza mm-hmm. or uh easily a, a quick serve mm-hmm. so i could see for me no I, it doesn't really change anything because i now walk into amc theater and i'm like oh that ticket was free because i've already paid that monthly due and i go buy a popcorn mm-hmm. so it's it's Things like that for me, at least. Ryan, what about you? Because I don't, you don't have an annual pass, right? No, I don't. So, um, so how would that affect? Like, if you if you were planning a trip hypothetically, and then that was something that you want to do, how would that affect you? Uh, touring the parks the way that you used to versus how you would have to do it now with these new, I guess, restrictions for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the best way to put it is that when I used to see things that I really wanted at Disney, I would be excited. And now I'm like, oh, shit. So <laughs> now you're I have to get it. Like, I'm going to get it. But, like, I am thinking, okay, well, I already paid this much money to, like, you know, have my whole family on uh, Disney or on Genie Plus, And I've paid this to make sure that my dad gets to ride uh, Rise of the Resistance because otherwise he's not going to wait two hours to get there. And he's not going to come back here as often as I am. So you make those decisions. I think that I would definitely spend more in merch if I wasn't doing Lightning Lane and uh, Genie Plus. But I mean, at the end of the day, like to Morgan's point, we didn't just pay for those tickets that day. Right. So like we're going and we're just thinking, hey, I got admission. Cool. Now, how can I spend my money? So it's it's broke. It should not cost that much. But I think at the end of the day, because we love Disney so much, 
we're just finding ways to make it work and that's what they're banking on. So it's not a deal breaker for me, but I'm sure I've bought less, less merchandise over the years since the pandemic because of that. Exactly. Mm. I'll agree with that. My only souvenir from this past Disney trip was an Indiana Jones action figure. So which one do, do you have? Over uh, here? It's over here. I can get it real quick. Yeah. yeah Jordan, just put on a hat. I'm sure you look exactly like it. Oh my God, there it is. <laughs> Indiana Jones, how did you get here? Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, that was just me. Let me take this. Oh my. Whoa, where'd he go? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the, uh, that was oh. the Shop Disney exclusive. Yeah, so it's at uh, Studios if you're looking for Get This. Mm-hmm. God, that's well, not that. anymore. It's not. It's right there. Not this one. There's oh. others. So oh. I bought a, I found one. a, I found a really cool website that has an upgrade kit for, for that Indiana Jones. And it comes with a, a different belt and a different pistol because the pistol's made out of really, really so malleable bad. plastic. It's the belt, the belt's so, terrible too. Yeah. So it's a, it's a new belt and it's a pistol with, uh, that's made out of harder plastic. And here's, here's the best part, a wired whip. Ooh, Ooh, yes. like, send me that link. I'll send you that link. Um, all right, so we talked about Fast Pass Plus. All right, so like like I said, we have three Fast Pass Pluses that were complimentary with your tickets uh, and your admission to Walt Disney World. That went away with the additional Genie Plus that you now had to pay for your Genie Plus, which gave you uh, the redone Fast Pass Plus Lightning Lane. They took two away from you. You can only do one, but it's one that theoretically recycles and you just can't reuse it. Um, and then they add gave you the additional option of the a la carte lightning lane plus which is a further cost on top of if you're already doing a park ticket on top of genie plus for that park ticket on top of uh paying these a la carte for these rides now i know that we we were discussing which ones that we normally do uh i think it's usually worth it to to get in your, your absolute must-dos. If I could steal a, a quote from our old pal Stacy uh, in the must-do Disney's. Um, right? Rest in peace. I miss Stacy. But she's not dead. She's still alive. <laughs> the show's dead. Stacy. But she her show's us gone. On Twitter. Some sometimes I sometimes she Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's on Twitter. That's yeah. hilarious. No, she sometimes follows the Wikipedia years, and I don't know why. <laughs> Every once in a while, whenever I'm cleaning up around the uh, <laughs> the house, I'll put on a I'll, I'll find one of those videos on YouTube and I'll, I'll just listen to the Busty Disney's in the background. Oh, I've done um, that. <clears throat> but uh, I I think it's it's um, worth it, especially if you want to get on something like Guardians of the Galaxy. If you want to get on something like Rise of the Resistance, I haven't ridden Tron yet, so I'm not sure if it's worth it for Tron. I, I, I'm hearing, I keep hearing conflicting things. Um, I'm hearing something from Morgan right now that it's not worth it. Anyway, now all of that to not say, not worth the pay for it. All, all of that to say, um, I have noticed that with the, the new Lightning Lane and Lightning Lane Plus, some queues have just astronomically grown. And the one that always that comes to mind is Tower of Terror. I used to never wait longer than 30 minutes at, at most 30 minutes for tower of terror. And now I feel every time I go to the park, it's a minimum of like a 60 to 70 minute wait. Yeah. So 
some, there there have been some trips where we just haven't been able to ride certain rides because the lines were just for whatever just unusually long for the for the, the time parks, in which we go. That park's an enigma. <laughs> in it a is, weird way. It is. it is. Um because I because in the weird way, because I don't know about you, but that park was my favorite park growing up. Mm-hmm. Um but people like it's going to sound bad, but people aren't going to Disney World. Disneyland's a different thing, but people aren't going to Disney World to watch shows. Mm-hmm. So everyone just goes in lines. And with the park that doesn't have that many attractions, everyone's just in line. Yeah, right. And, and I get that. But even pre pandemic, it still had the same amount of attractions. L- let's say that. That, that what small amount of time, it didn't have Star Wars land. But hold on, though. That's, that's what I'm getting at. So, like, even from, like, that last part of 2019, 2020, where, uh, where Galaxy's Edge was open, it was still very accessible to get to. But now I've noticed that it's post-pandemic and how, um, with Gene Plus specifically, uh that's when all of these that's when i've noticed all of these lines getting longer so uh i've noticed that we can't always get uh get get a lightning lane for for slinky dog we can't always get a lightning lane for uh tower of terror just for reasons that you stated earlier it's like i could be on my phone at 9 a.m and the earliest one is at 3 30 in the afternoon if I already have plans that I to park hop at two, a lot of good that does me. So what's that's what's what the they're point? Hoping. Right. So <laughs> they don't want you to leave. They want you to stay in the parks because if you leave, that means you're on a, an hour, 30 minutes outside the park where you're not spending money. Right. But I am leaving because I'm going to another park. <laughs> but that's still an hour. You're not spending money. Come on, Jordan. But, I'm, but no, but I think. I'm but I think. But, but I think back to your point. I think the major issue is we didn't have Genie Plus. So if you go into Star Wars, I mean, when was, would you go this year in February, Jordan? Uh, yeah, we went in February. Well, even like this summer, I don't know how it was for you in February, but like when I went and saw the Galaxy's Edge when it, like when it first opened, or like even like during pandemic times ish, mm-hmm. Star Wars Land was packed full of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, packed full of people. And now I think because of Genie Plus and how they are strategically, I'm sorry, they're strategically putting fast passes out there. There's no thing. They have to be. I think they're actively forcing people to other aspects of the park as opposed to allowing Star Wars Land to get absolutely bogged down full of people. I mean, that explains the long lines elsewhere in the park, which is what I'm getting at. Well, no, but right, but like people don't want to wait in those long lines in Star Wars Land, right? So they're going. I, mean, I don't want to wait in the long line at all. I mean, I agree. I mean, I get. <laughs> but this like, is also get, it's why it's Disney once a lifetime right? trip for us, right? That's again valid. Um, so I I will say that pre-pandemic, we always felt like we could go and get in at least one ride on everything we wanted. If we were lucky, 
you know, be able to write it again later in the day or be able to write it again on the next, you know, Epcot day or Magic Kingdom day or whatever. So, um, but now I find with that, uh, with the addition of Genie Plus and how other queues have just grown because of Genie Plus or after the implementation of Genie Plus, that's sometimes we don't even get to ride the stuff we want to at least once. Uh, yes, because I think there are there is a vast majority of people that aren't paying for it. No, I mean, that's, I, yeah. I, absolutely. That's probably, I mean, for example, I mean, yeah. And pre pre pandemic, you had half of that queue line in the fast pass line because it was free. Sir, you just blew my mind. And this is very simple. I don't know why I never thought about this, but mm. now that it costs extra money that you're going to have people not buying it. Yep. Oh, that's where those lines are coming from. Is those people? But I'm like, here. but but Studios is also this weird enigma of a park too, because like you go to Magic Kingdom, for example, and I think it's just because you just have a large swath of rides. But I mean, Seven Doors Mine Train since Genie Plus, usually around ninety minutes, used to be one hundred and twenty. Uh, Peter Pan, I think that sign just permanently broken on on seventy five minutes. <laughs> Um, yep. <laughs> if you look close, it's just Sharpie. All right. I think, <laughs> um, and, and like, big, I mean, big thunder, I think the longest, I mean, wait, I've seen recently on big thunder was like 40 minutes. Mm. Uh, jungle cruise is also another weird enigma of a ride just cause it's a slow loader. Um, a slow loader yeah. that has regained popularity because of the movie. Yeah. Mm. But it's just, I, but it, uh, studios is such a weird park. It really is. <laughs> it, like, like I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Well, that like is, it's always crowded, but not crowded, but somehow crowded. That is the one park where I have the hardest time being a seasoned vet because <laughs> they'll just throw just curveballs at me all day. I'm like, I, I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, like Star Tours will be 10 minute wait. Like, OK, whatever. Like, I'll go walk around the corner, come back. It's like 45 minutes. You're like, how did that happen? But I mean, mm-hmm. in all fairness, the only ride that's still there since when I first started going to that park is like Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Everything else is new and different and changed. So I, I mean, from way, what, <laughs> 2001 to now, he was okay. like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't had time. Nothing's consistent enough. Every time I go, I'm like, shit, this, this park's different again. I, I don't know what's now. I have a new restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's let's move on to dining plan. Uh, now I never purchased Chelsea and I have never once purchased dining plan, mainly because uh, one it was just an additional expense, and some uh, some would argue an expense that could work out in your favor depending on where you ate um, or where you had reservations for. But um, we just never. We never bought it because we're like, well, we never know where we want to eat and we never know when we're going to want to eat or what we're going to want to eat. So we, we've never done it. Have any of you had experience with the dining plan? Have you guys ever done it before? I've looked uh, at it. I did it once, but it was 15 years ago. And it was when they used to do those free dining weekend weeks, whatever it was. You would like book an on-site hotel and they give you a free dining plan for the week. 
Oh, during like yeah. those really slow times of like 2012. <laughs> we'll give you dark times here. Yeah, pretty Man. much. It's like in October. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just interesting to like, I know if, if Mr. Lou is still here, I know he's done it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just weird. Cause it's like, it's kind of like back to what I was saying. Like you just order what you ever, whatever you, you want. <laughs> Mr. Lou's still here. He says he's done it many times. Yeah. So I, I don't have the forte, here. I should say. Of I've just done it once. So yeah, I've um, never done it. kind of keeping with, with the dining thing, one of the things that they had uh implemented during the pandemic era was the addition of mobile ordering, and that was to cut down on the size of the lines. Uh so <laughs> I, I feel like this is pretty unanimous. Like I, I feel like this is genuinely accepted as hey, this is a good thing. This is one of the few things out of the pandemic that was was uh, a good thing. Jake. Not only not only in the Disney parks, but like nationally, all the restaurants uh, got an app. Chick Fil A, McDonald's. All yeah, of it. I haven't ordered from an actual human for the longest time at a fat Taco Bell down the street. Mobile app, boom, walk in, it's ready, waiting for me. So. Anyone who says they don't like mobile ordering is wrong. <laughs> I, I okay. I'm a holdout for mobile ordering, not wrong. because I listen, nerd. Will it make my life easy? Yes. Yes. But I have this weird hangup of that I'm ordering fast food on an app. Like I, I still have to get in my car and go and get it. Yes. Because if I have fast food delivered to me, I feel like I'm reaching a new low in my life. <laughs> that's i say that having had fast food delivered to me at work a couple of times yeah so i get it uh i maybe i do morgan i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh don't be wrong i still go pick up my own food i just don't want to talk to people yes this is yes right. yes as we say on this program where I should say I don't mind talking to people when it's the pleasantries as soon as they're like so you're having a great day I'm like I don't know we're done I said hi I said how are you and I listened and nodded we're done like why are we still speaking to each other that's how I do my job but we've uh, and you know maybe that was just the way technology was going to progress anyway and it was just uh, you know people took advantage of the pandemic era and implemented stuff like this. So uh, this is widely, I think, con- uh, considered one of the better, one of the uh, better things to come out of the, the pandemic era. So also from what I've noticed, unlike the lightning lane selections, the mobile ordering is very intuitive. I've had zero. Oh, yeah. with it. And it's on the same app. I don't know how Like, you need to get the mobile ordering guy over here. <laughs> do the lightning lane like kick that guy out for the for the app development i mean i've literally walked into this last week i walked into a restaurant and went man this line's kind of long opened my phone ordered my food while in line and it was ready before the person in front of me ordered their food at the cash register nice i have it timed to a science how long it takes me to order panda express get in my car and get there by the time it's ready, seven minutes. Hey, <laughs> Jake, hate to break it to you. This is, this is not a, a podcast about Disney. So this is an intervention. 
about your <laughs> <experience. laughs> hold on hold on hold on jake did you get the orange chicken yeah but only because they stopped they've discontinued sweet fire chicken I was I was gonna be on your side because you got the orange chicken, but you got really defensive. I mean, it, it's orange chicken is my second. You wouldn't get defensive choice. if it wasn't a problem, <laughs> guys. I'm telling you, <laughs> my order was sweet fire chicken and Beijing beef, but sweet fire is gone, so now it's orange chicken and Beijing beef. What, what's happening here? I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah, you guys stop it. Mobile ordering is awesome, and I love it everywhere I go, including. Sounds Disney like World. a case of panda depression. No, a panda depression. Panda depression. There it is. It like was right there. You missed it. Panda express depress. Like it was there. Panda depress. <laughs> this is turning into a pandemic. That looks better. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I thumbs up on the mobile ordering. It's, it's, I feel like that's something inconsequential and it only enhances. Uh, also, when I was in Disneyland, uh, I mean, we we did both. Uh-huh. And both worked just fine. Like, hey, this line was short for this restaurant. We, we had so many snacks. It was amazing. But uh, waiting in line wasn't any longer or shorter, it seemed. Uh, they had the whole mobile ordering area to the side everything seemed to uh, flow very smoothly so i'm not gonna be angry at jordan if he prefers to wait in line at a restaurant that's totally fine let's wait for you (laughs) well not always because a lot of times on the mobile order app it'll say your time frame of when your food will be ready and it might not be immediately but it'll be about just as long as waiting in line so before we move on to the next topic, I do want to bring up a topic that's something that p- did happen that I feel like people don't realize it happened um, is the change in security for the pandemic. Okay. Okay. Where they weren't rifling through bags as crazy much. And then they yes. that kind of led into this new, what are the, the pill? I call it, call it the pillar system. It's like the, the metal through. detectors, yeah. Yeah, but you just walk through. Even holding right. your bag with all your stuff in it, like you just yeah. walk through. You and walk that through kind of and came out of COVID. Yeah, I always get uh, pinged because I always carry my extra battery in my glass case with me. So they're like, if you take it out and you hold it out in front of you, you won't get pinged. So I did that and I still got pinged. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Goddamn liars. Yeah. But that's something, and I don't know if this company, because I just feel like either it's just, or it might have been coincidence that this company came out with these this pillar system. But like everywhere I go now has this pillar system, except mm-hmm. for Universal Studios. Oh, that you keep calling um, it pillars. <laughs> it's what they are. They're just two sticks that come out of the ground, and you walk through them. And there's a guy that's just doing this. Yeah. Yep. And lets his little computer goes, then he goes, go over there. Mm-hmm. And then there's another guy. It's at the football stadiums, the baseball stadiums, Disney. Like it's just everywhere now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's just a, it's just to cut down on a you putting your bag in front of someone and having to stand two feet from them, which is weird because I I've never been to Universal Studios in Orlando, but the Hollywood one, it's still like airport security. That's what ours is like. So the, they got the pillars. But they do a very thorough bag check, and they have stations. And going from that, because I go every October to Disneyland last month, and it was, you know, this guy. 
I was like, oh, this, well, this is weird and different. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've noticed that too. And just within the same metropolitan area, it's different. <laughs> what is happening? We're having two conversations. and <laughs> Guys, this is radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need to bring it up, Jake. <laughs> All right, we're at hour 20, so I have one more thing uh, that I, I had on my list, and that was uh, the change in the extra magic hours. Uh, it used to be if you were staying on property, you got special treatment of either early morning extra magic hours or eating in nighttime extra magic hours. And uh, the question that I've been asking everybody, which I'm going to ask again, is how has this changed how you uh, how you view the parks? But before I ask that, I can tell you that it has drastically changed how Chelsea and I uh, toured the parks because now you could only you only get early morning extra magic hours, and it's only a half an hour before the park opens. If you want evening extra magic hours that is something that is now designated to deluxe only resort guests which i feel is very classist um because you know we we're very fortunate that we can pay the money to stay at a moderate for seven days as part of our uh disney vacation experience um and Staying at a deluxe resort is something that is almost like a bucket list item for me. Like my goal to, is to stay at the Polynesian uh, for a, a week uh, for a vacation. But um, but now, if you want evening extra magic hours, you have to be staying at a deluxe resort. And I can't speak for everyone on the podcast, but you know, my wife and I are night owls. So if we we're more than happy to sleep until nine or 10, get a late breakfast and then hit the parks around noon and then stay out till uh, one or two in the morning. And so it not only affects how how much time we get to spend in the parks, because now we have to wake up early because we don't have that later option anymore unless we pay for um, unless we a stay at, at a deluxe resort. Or B, we pay for like an extra curricular thing, like uh, like a dinner party or like like the after hours parties that they have. Or we go to one of the seasonal parties. Um, but not only does that change how we go and we we view the park, not view the parks, but tour the park, it changes our whole park day. But it also changes how we go about like uh, making dinner plans uh, because now we don't have that option of well, we're going to be at Magic Kingdom from, let's say, 5 p.m. and extra magic hours lets us stay till midnight. You know, we're going to be in this park. Where do we want to go? Like, it's all right, well, this park closes at 8. All the parks close at 8 now. So I guess we're going to Disney Springs, and I guess we're just going to eat there mm-hmm. or something. So this is something that I, I personally think was not a good change during the pandemic. And I think it's something that Disney – Specifically, uh, if if I don't know if Iger is planning on on implementing any of this, but that's something I think he should roll back. If you if you're gonna make us pay for uh, the Lightning Lane, the Genie Plus, and the Lightning Lane Plus system, while also taking away two of our Fast Pass options, why why do we have to also 
pay to have that extra nighttime experience. Like if you want me in the park, I'm already in your bubble. I'm already at your resorts. Why, why is it, it costs them nothing to let us stay in the park longer. So I don't right. see why that would be, why that would be something that uh, is, is uh, considered something for only the most elitist of, of guests staying at the deluxe resorts. Which uh, Mr. Loop points out, uh, it's just another thing that takes away from the value of staying on property unless you're staying in one of those resorts. Which exactly. Well, it's a weird process because I don't know a single person who's staying at like a value resort who hears about that additional 30 minutes and they're like, well, damn, now I got to upgrade. Like it's not worth that price point. So why <laughs> yeah. offer it to that level? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, no one's no one's biting the bullet for a couple extra hours, paying an extra nine thousand dollars to go from pop century to contemporary. But yeah, this is and this is another weird and to agree with Jordan on this one. Like, first of all, uh, this is where Hollywood Studios is an enigma again. Uh, That thirty minutes, you can somehow get Tower of Terror and uh, Rock and Roller Coaster done. I did it last Mm -hmm. trip. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. That 30 minutes, both rides are empty because everyone runs the rise in the Millennium Falcon simulator. And it's not a good ride. Anyone who tells you it's a good ride are a liar. It's a good ride. It's not a good ride. It's a good ride. <laughs> um, but then also, I would understand, like, this last trip, the park's closed at 10. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, you know, we obviously were not staying at a deluxe resort. So it's like, cool, like maybe we'll just go hit up a, a resort bar or something. No, those all close at 11. Mm-hmm. If you want me to keep spending money at your resort, even if you tell me, like for you, at a moderate, moderate, you go back to court. You, you know, you're a French, you're a French quarter person. Yeah, we, we do um, uh, Port Orleans. But like you go um, back to say Coronado. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you can just get on the bus, go back. You go, we'll go to the, the bar. Oh, it closes in 10 minutes. Like, yeah. And as well as Disney is this bubble, once you go back to your resort, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why would you not want to keep people in your parks to spend money? And especially you're already at operating costs. Yeah. You're already at, at 10 p.m. You're at profit. Right. Keep profit and going. The, impl- the the cast members are there working for the pennies on the dollar. Right. <laughs> They're already there for the for the deluxe people. Just let the especially the DCP. Just to just further stack onto this point, you point out that Jordan's a, a French Quarter guy. I'm a I'm a pop guy. I'm a pop century guy. You want to talk about nothing to do at night? Oh right. Their bar is a pool bar. There's three benches or three stools. <laughs> like mm-hmm. sounds like there's four things that's, to do. That's why you walk over to Art of Animation where all the families stay because they all go to bed. And that bar's wide. Open. <laughs> it's all the way across the bridge. Dang, you could use this, time. or I could just stay in the park for an extra couple hours. And that spend too. Money there. I'm just saying, like, it's weird that this company you you've kind of opened up my brain on this. I'm like, this company who literally thrives on you spending money is blocking a very large portion of its guests from spending money at night. And now that we've put this out, it's kind of blowing my mind. And and I don't know if that's you know are are they forcing us to go to the Disney Springs option or are they forcing us to go back to like resort restaurants and, and bar options? But 
I mean, if your park is closing at eight and we don't have as, as the lowly moderate and, and value resort guests, we don't have access to the park. Like what, like, I guess I'm just confused as to what their, their mentality behind it is because I can only assume like it was a good thing before <laughs> maybe, and maybe, you know, maybe this was, there's something going on that I just, you know, I, I don't claim to be an expert about this. And maybe this was something that was very strategic as far as, well, whenever we reopened for, for COVID uh, everything was opening in tiers. We're still trying to get cast member numbers back up to where they were. So cast members, we only have the number of cast members to accommodate the number of extra magic hour guests for this block of hotels versus this block and this block of hotels or this block, this block, and this block of hotels. I don't know if there's something going on with that as, uh, as well in those numbers, but it just seems that being this far post post reopening, you know, we're, we're going on, uh, we're halfway through 2023. We're almost rounding year three of finding out about what COVID is. So, uh, and for all instance, I mean, I, we are still technically by the CDC in a pandemic. Uh, we still have not been downgraded to an endemic. Um, but right. So, but, but we're operating, we're operating as if it's like, it's done. Like we, we, that was just the yeah. thing we went through and now we're, we're back to quote unquote normal, whatever that is. But I live in Utah. We've been done for two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I live and in side note, we Disney were... Springs also closes at eleven. Right. So so I, so and then so the Disney Springs is greater whole closes at eleven, right? Like all of the shops close yeah. down, but there are some of the restaurants in like the old Pleasure Island area, and like the that will stay open. Like Edison will yeah. will seat you for a while. You know they're they're open. You yeah. can still get food, but um, and and I will say that the buses do do. Go back Plus and stop forth. running at midnight. I think at Springs they stop running an right. hour after the stores are closed. So if you're at Edison's at twelve oh one, right? You're get calling you a minivan. Uber. Yeah, you're, you're you're calling an Uber. Um, so yeah, I just, it just seems like a weird thing to do to funnel people out of the park to other places on property, potentially off property. Right. Sorry, Siri. Oh, wait, Siri. You don't no, have one thing. It. One thing I forgot to bring up. I know this is going to be very random. Uh, one plus about Genie Plus is that when you buy Genie Plus, it comes with Photo Pass for the day. What? Yes. It does? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did like that. Added the plus. Like yeah. Because we've right. we've paid for the Photo Plus package uh, a number of times, and so, but I yeah, I'm I'm happy that it does come with uh with uh, Photo Pass. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just seems like a weird move to not reinstate those evening extra magic hours. And I can tell you that there's for for everything that we discussed. If that was the one thing that they walked back on, I would I would have a much easier time justifying Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and some of the other uh, upcharges that we've been getting, and the park reservation system and the et cetera, et cetera. Here, here. Yeah. I was ready. I'm nodding. <laughs> it's very interesting because 
seriously, it's weird. Like how you know Jake and everyone said it's like, it's like they don't want us to spend more money. Yeah, and I don't know why. It it kind of blows my mind. And explore offer value resorts or moderate resorts a slight upcharge to go after the parks close. Yeah, and Mr. Lou even said that they think we'll go to Springs, which we just established closes at eleven. But instead, he's going to go mm. back to his room and get a ten dollar dinner and watching Netflix. Oh, but so. Miss Lou also says the next one down, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> the photo pass used to just come with your annual pass. Mm-hmm. They just moved it over. <laughs> but this is also for those people who don't have annual passes that they don't have to buy a trip long photo pass, right? For say, you know, you get it for the day, not the trip. Yeah, or, right. And I. Just to kind of wrap this up, I've, I've joked about it on this show many a time, but I'll, I'll do it again, that everything that we've talked about here tonight, I feel like Disney spent the last three years, like for new announcements to get people to be excited, is they've just announced stuff that they had before the pandemic. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, Fantasmic is here. We're like, yeah, we had that, but it, but it's back. Or like, or they just did it with the dining plan. It was like, hey, guys, guess what? Dining plan, like okay, give us something new. <laughs> we, no, they, they all canceled this. all those. What? <laughs> they canceled all. Yeah, that. they canceled all the new stuff. <laughs> That's true. They did. Look at Epcot. So, like, they've been riding this wave of just regurgitating what we've already had, and like the extra magic hours we still haven't got some of them back that's that's the, that's what it is that's their ace in the hole they're like guys when we announce that everyone can have extra magic hours again i mean it's game yeah. over for epic universe no one's gonna go there <laughs> that, that's their universal killer is the extra magic hours you'll see next year <laughs> oh man what if that's what they are waiting for son of a bitch <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Extra magic hours when Epic opens in 2025. (laughs) So we got a year and a half before they announce it, two years before we can actually use it. That's how they're going to get people to stay on property at night. But, sir, if everyone has extra magic hours, there's no extra magic hours. No, it's just... (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Hold on. Ryan, you are not the mayor of Pleasure Island. <laughs> One, how the fuck would you know? Two, yes, I'm the mayor of Pleasure Island. No, you're not secretly a robot. Well, I'm also the mayor of Pleasure Island. <laughs> this is how we're wrapping yeah. up the episode. <laughs> Jordan, do you have like a big, like a final speech or just a, you just kind of end on a, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do the we'll do the uh, Susie Eddie ending. Uh, no, it, it, listen. The the whole point that we I, we talked about this was just because just in the last three years alone, there have been some changes, some unchanges, and then changes again uh, to Disney World. And I know that you know, the four of us have been going for at least the last ten years, um, and we knew the park. A long time ago, when it was drastically different and prices were astronomically lower, um, so uh, it's just it's interesting to just I guess talk and, and compare and contrast what's different, and then I understand that people have certain opinions about certain things. Like 
some people like Genie Plus, some people don't like Genie Plus, some people uh, like Fast Pass Plus or Lightning Lane Plus, some people don't. Um, the, the mobile order thing, which seems to be universally loved. So um, it was more of more of uh, talking about those things that have been implemented and just overall for people that have been at the parks or have gone to the parks multiple times, how has it changed what you do at the park? And does it, does it also weigh on your decision to go back to the parks? Yeah. You know what we should do? We should revisit like in a year or two, come back and listen to this episode and see what's changed since now. I think that's a good idea. Like we're, we're not done yet. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we're still in a pandemic. I've just learned. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I miss about COVID? <laughs> People being six feet away from me at all times. I, okay, when, when, I, when I went to Disney World mid-pandemic, the oh. spacing line. Oh, mwah. hold on, hold on though, hold on though, Morgan. You've caught every version of COVID <laughs> since. COVID. <laughs> You're not doing a very good job. How do you think he keeps I, people six feet I away from work? Him? I work in a petri dish. It's true. I you know do. you do. <laughs> I know you do. I used every sick day last year. I I I, I have I have humans that participate in said petri dish. Not yours. Has different one. So yeah, no, that's yeah, completely understand. <laughs> kids are gross, <laughs> and kids don't like wearing masks, mm-hmm. especially high schoolers that are be, being ops just annoying in, oh. in the state of Georgia. Yeah, that too. My kids Team actually state to open up. Woo, we're number one. Oh no, that's not <laughs> on the <Yeah>. COVID list. <laughs> I I will say well, since Ryan's here, I do I would like to say this. The one thing I do kind of miss about the the pandemic era is um going and watching the AEW pay-per-views in his dad's backyard with the TV out on the back patio. Those are some fun times. And you were invited to that. Morgan, did you get invited now, to that? I uh, I don't know. I don't remember. No, the answer is no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll be, on, I'll be on AW and Collision in three weeks. So watch hey, out. Hey, too. I'm thinking, about, I'm, think, I'm thinking about getting a ticket because the Tyler. Oh, I'm front row uh, hard cam. Nice. Always. Nice. I will be on television. We saw that. I saw today that tickets were going to be $20 for uh, for just for that area. And I'm like, 20 bucks. I think it, I think that's it. But Jordan, so here's the thing. At 20 bucks, you also get extra magic hours to that event. Son That's of a true. bitch! <laughs> Wait until you get there and you get that uh, TK well, plus. We're get, I mean, we're getting plus. dynamite and collision, so you are getting extra magic hours. <laughs> That's true, and rampage probably. Yep, we're getting five hours. I love of that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Morgan, Ryan, thank you guys for being here. Thank Anytime. you for having me. <laughs> more, I mean, as long as Morgan... Josh is not here. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> as long as Josh is in here. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Josh is fine. It's Giuseppe that I can't stand. See, I'm not the only one. He, it, it was a joke. It was a joke. No, it wasn't. It's no, not wasn't. a joke, Giuseppe. It's, it's a running a gag. It is not a running gag. He's crying. Giuseppe, I love you. Good. Thank you. Mom. Shut up, Morgan. See, welcome. See, <laughs> the insult spells his name the right way. <laughs> you know, I have to autocorrect that every time I spell it. <laughs> 
It's so hard to spell. It's really hard Why to spell. Why did you come up with the name if you can't spell? I didn't come up with it. He, his, don't push this on me. <laughs> hey, anyway, Morgan, you are welcome back anytime you want. Ryan, you are this close to becoming a permanent member. So watch your ass. <laughs> well, Jake, if I can have a rebuttal, I'm this close to being a permanent member on this podcast. So watch your ass. Or. Don't watch threaten me with a good Buell. time, Ryan. What, Morgan? <laughs> or watch his pack mule. Oh, that is my ass. Or if I can raise a rebuttal. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, where'd Ryan go? <laughs> Hold on. I'm about to plug him. Um, what's Tiki Goon on Twitch? <laughs> Listen to the hearsay. Anywhere streaming music is available. They're right, very good I, live also. I'm not even joking. I've, Thank you, Morgan. Thank you. Stay tuned for the brand new episode of the Cinema Showdown podcast. Episode four. Coming out Thanks. next week. And if you ask me next week, it'll be next week. <laughs> it's just a perpetual. It's like flying cars. 20 years. We'll have them next week. Cinema Showdown. Be sure to check out Jordan's channel, Jordan Gasly on YouTube. And uh, stay tuned for some What the Heck is Jake Talking About also on YouTube. Got some good things coming out. And so, possibly a Mambo number five joke. Possibly. I, definitely. I've already animated that part, Ryan. It's, oh, it's so good. It's so good, but I can't show anyone yet because Jordan won't let me until it's done. Anyway. Uh, hey, we're the Mickey Mutineers. And Smuggler's Run is awesome. <laughs> Am I in? Yeah, you're in. Yes. Uh, there's a joke there. It seems like no. <laughs> Still a joke there. <laughs> Please tell me you're alive. Oh, we're alive. That's, yes. that's going to be right. That... <laughs> right, that's... I'm back. That's the TikTok. And That's the TikTok. Someone clip it. <laughs>